0: From WJFF Radio Catskill, this is Close to Home, the podcast that explores the people, issues, and institutions in the Catskill Mountains, the heart of small-town America. I'm your host, Leif Johansson. This year is flying by. I can hardly believe it, but temperatures are already dropping. The car has frost on it in the mornings now, and the holidays are right around the corner. And all that has gotten me thinking about snow. Lots and lots of snow. And how, despite all the snow we get in the Catskills every winter, our transportation infrastructure stays intact. And it's so easy to take that for granted. But we have over 1,000 miles of roads in Sullivan County alone. We have about 400 bridges. We have major highways, one-lane dirt roads, narrow mountain corridors, and everything in between. And for the most part, they are all passable all winter long. When I was growing up, my dad was, and still is, a high school teacher. And I used to ride into school with him at 6.30 every morning. And even if we had gotten 8 inches of snow the night before, our road was almost always completely clear by the time we were pulling out of the driveway, well before the sun came up. And honestly, that's kind of mind-blowing. So I wanted to know how that works. How winter road maintenance teams can plow, salt, or sand our roads so efficiently and on such short notice. Because even though we have relatively accurate weather forecasting technology, the fluctuation of just a few degrees in temperature can completely change the landscape of what our roads need in order to be safe to travel on. So with the coming winter season in mind, I got on the phone with Ed McAndrew, the Commissioner of Public Works for Sullivan County.
1: For us, winter maintenance, snow and ice control is almost a year-round thing we do. By the time we get our trucks ready in the fall to go, go through the winter, and change our trucks back over in the spring, there isn't much time in between there where we're not somehow involved in snow and ice control. And that's just the way that goes. We have 385 miles of county roads, of which we contract with the towns, do some of our roads. The state does a little bit, plus we also do part of Route 97 for the state. So there's there's an interaction in how we get everything done. We don't generally use sand anymore. We've gone to just pure salt in almost all cases now with our roads. As long as you control it well, which is what we do, we put down a certain poundage, maybe 200 pounds per lane mile as we're plowing. We have ground speed controls on our trucks, so whether you speed up or slow down, it keeps the same amount of salt coming out, and we're very busy with that right now. Uh, we'll spend upwards of a million dollars a year on salt in order to maintain the roads. We run... Holy cow. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, 60 to $70 a ton delivered, and... Keeping keeping enough salt on hand is always a challenge. We have four four locations that we plow out of, and uh, keeping those all all those stations stocked with salt is also is a very busy part of the winter for a couple of our people to make sure that that supply doesn't fall out. If needed, we help the towns; they'll help each other out. You know, in case somebody is short on something, we always step in and do that. In the past few years, we started to do pre-treatment of our roads with a brine solution, a salt brine solution, where we'll go out with trucks and actually spray that on the roads before a storm hits. It slows down the snow from collecting on the roads in the beginning of the storm. During a storm, you still have to plow, but it cleans up very nicely after a storm, after the snow stops it's much easier to clear the roads that have been pre-treated. So we've taken that up and we have multiple trucks that we do that with now. And we get that actually to Brian from New York State DOT. We have a deal worked with them and we they have a processing, um, they actually make it, we buy it from them.
0: So why the switch from sand to salt? I mean, obviously salt is gonna actually melt ice or keep ice from forming sand isn't going to do that. It just provides traction. But why the switch only recently?
1: Um, It's not just recently. It's been years that we've been doing this. We started with a 50-50 mix of sand salt, and some people are still doing that. As long as you control the amount of salt you're putting out, it actually is cheaper. And the cleanup is much easier in the spring. You don't have all the sand on the road because the sand doesn't go away. So in the springtime, you have to clean that up and pick it up in a lot of locations. It plugs up culverts. It plugs up catch basins. So the more you can get away from just putting sand on the road, the better. And in a lot of cases, the effectiveness of sand does wear off as it gets coated with snow. Once it becomes snowballs and brown snow, it's still not the same kind of traction. And like you said, the salt actually takes the snow off the roads. So There are concerns to the environment, but there are concerns no matter what we do with that.
0: Yeah, and I'm curious about what those environmental concerns related to salting the roads are.
1: Oh, it's always been salination into the water supplies, um, lakes, rivers. There is not a good alternative at this point. Sand also is a is a concern getting into everything, into the water courses and all, so whatever we're putting down is always going to have some effect unless we go back to people having to drive on snow covered roads.
0: So you mentioned that we have something to the tune of 385 miles of roadways in Sullivan County, which is just mind blowing. It's it's so much uh, road that needs to be cleared. And so how do roads get prioritized when it snows? I mean, obviously we have a finite number of of plow trucks and folks to drive those trucks and whatnot. Um, So, so who's making those decisions and how are those decisions made?
1: The county itself, we plow about 212 miles of our county road, plus 27 of the state. So we're plowing somewhere around two in the neighborhood of 250 miles say that we plow, we actually hit them all the same. We have four stations that we plow out of. We have one in Town of Thompson, essentially in manga Valley, or Maplewood. That's our main facility. But we also have them in Berryville, Calicoon, and Livingston Manor. We do four routes out of each one of the outlying stations and usually six out of Maplewood. Each plow route will be about two hours long. It takes the guys to do one route, but they're they're hitting all the roads. Primarily, a lot more of our plowing occurs in the northern half of the county. As you know, Rockland, uh, Calicoon, Liberty get much more snow than Forestburg-Thompson and Mammocating do, so we'll be coming out to those more often. Usually, we'll plow till around midnight on a, on a, if a storm is going on, and starts during the day. We'll we'll keep trucks out till around midnight. Then we usually bring them in depending on the severity of the storm and put them back out again around 4 or 5 in the morning ahead of school buses and commuters. So you do generally if the storm allows for it, take a break during the middle of the night just to switch over the guys. But we'll have two crews essentially that can rotate through a truck. So this guy's on call this week and then They'll switch over at a certain number of hours. We'll switch the guys in the trucks. So each route or each truck will have two different drivers during, depending on the length of the storm.
0: So if you're doing about 250 miles of roadway and there's Mm -hmm. 380 miles of county roadway in the county, who's taking care of the other 130 miles, give or take of roads?
1: We contract with the towns. We actually pay them with different towns. Some some do all the roads, Mammacating and Fallsburg do all the county roads in those towns. And Liberty and Rockland never seen, do some of them. It depends, you know, on the town. Some don't do any. Some do, like I said, a varying degree of it. And we also work with New York State DOT where they do a little bit of our roadway and we do some of their roadway. We have contracts for all of that and we go back and forth with them. Some of the towns, you know, if they have enough staff, they, they will go ahead and do our roads since they're driving over them anyway.
0: Plow trucks obviously are, are used a lot throughout the winter and I imagine they take quite the beating all winter long. Do you have a broad estimate of how much these county plow trucks are, are costing? How long they'll last? What kind of repairs are are needed on a regular basis just to keep them functional because we all depend on them to be functional so we can do anything all winter long.
1: Mm -hmm. The trucks can vary. We have um, say a dozen mechanics in -hmm. the county that we keep trucks running. We keep one spare truck in each facility is our goal during the winter. So if you got four routes and the trucks do break down, there's no question about it. And this year, we're concerned with the availability of goods and services throughout the country and trying to get parts for some of these trucks. So we actually do have some concerns going into this winter. Right now, we're in good shape. We try to buy one or two trucks a year um, and replace them out because we do run quite a few trucks. Um, like I said, 12, 18 to 20 routes that are going on right now, 18 anyway. So you got to have at least 18 tandems plus another four in reserve, plus you have smaller trucks that you're running. So it is an expensive proposition. These trucks are probably in the order of $200,000, fully, you know, when you get into these outfitted trucks or mm. more. So you're you're spending a lot on them. And you are spending a lot in the repairs and it varies from truck to truck and how many miles they have on them and the age. So, but we try to rotate them out and sell them when there's still some value to them and buy new ones.
0: And the folks that are driving the trucks, are they contracted employees to only work during the winter for the county or or do they work for you all year long and they're doing something else? All year round.
1: Yeah, these are all of our, these are all, we don't have any contracted employees in that manner. Ours are our road maintenance crews that will be out working on the roads all summer long. Actually, some of the plowmen might be, some of the mechanics will plow at times. The bridge crews may plow also. So it's a variant, it's the bulk of it comes out of our road maintenance department, but we will use other people within the department also plow.
0: And then outside of just plowing alone, what else needs to happen to maintain the functionality of our transportation infrastructure in our region during the winter?
1: Plowing is the big part of it. And I mean, you think of plowing during the storm, but then we also do cleanup afterwards. We not only do the roads, we also do the government center parking lot, the jail parking lot, the- mm. All the facilities in Liberty's parking lot, we actually plow the college parking lot as well and, and pick up all that snow. And then depending on the amount of snow, you push it back so far, but we actually will truck snow out of, especially the parking lots. You know, when when the storms are over and the, there's a big pile of snow there, if it melts, great, but a lot of times it doesn't here. So we'll end up actually taking loaders, loading loading tandem trucks and and hauling snow to dump sites to get it out of the way. Same thing with roads, you have to push the the snow back on the roads and that works to a point and then you actually have to clean up.
0: You know, there's obviously uh the cold months are tough on our roadways. You know, a lot of cracks and potholes forming all over the place mm-hmm. throughout the winter. Um and so can you give us an understanding of why roads get so badly beaten up during the winter, and uh, what kind of repairs need to be done in order to fix that, and and are they done during the winter for the most part, or do those actual road repairs need to wait until the spring?
1: The biggest problem with roads in the winter is a freeze-thaw cycle where there's water underneath the road that forms into an ice lens and pushes the road up when it when it's frozen. And then it melts and the road comes back down. So it's a freeze-thaw kind of thing, pushing the road as the water freezes, expands, and contracts. That's what damages the roads the most. Um, It's not so much the traffic going over them. It's more water is almost always the cause one way or another in it. And the water that gets stuck under the roads, and the roads are bared up. So they can actually, frost can go deeper under them, but then again, they're black and the sun can melt those top layers of ice and it just starts, and the salt is on them. So it's causing a lot of movement in our roads. We can do some patching in the winter. We have what's called winter mix, which is a cold asphalt product. It's certainly not as good but we will fix roads temporarily through the winter. It's primarily, you have to get it in the construction season in the summer around here to really do road repair. Hmm. Um, in the winter, it's never, it never holds as well.
0: Is, is the need to wait until summer because asphalt factories are, you know, essentially frozen all winter?
1: Essentially, yeah, you, you can't run and keep asphalt warm enough to pave. Got it. You you might be able to, but it would be at a great expense. I mean, mm. it would be a huge cost to try and do that. And in the summer, it's already costing us. When we pave a road, if we just go in and pave a road and it's you put three inches of asphalt on top of it, that's $250,000 per mile. So a million dollars gets you four miles of paving. And we have 385 to do. So <laughs> it, it's, it's a challenging thing to keep the budgets in hand here.
0: Do the winter months cause a lot of damage to bridges as well that need repairs and, and, and assessment?
1: Um, that's an ongoing thing too. Yeah, this, Our climate, as you know, is certainly challenging um depends on the winter and the northern half of the county probably sees we figure um an extra two to three weeks of winter say rockland has over mammicating so it varies throughout the entire area you know obviously the higher elevations in rockland and never sink and liberty see a lot more weather than the lower ones the bridges are an ongoing problem if you allow water into them and it freezes and thaws just like the roads, it's going to cause damages to the bridges. So we always try to keep the tops of those sealed off as best as we can. We actually just finished our bridge inspection program in-house. We inspect our bridges every year. The state does an inspection program on them as well, so that we can keep an eye on them. And
0: all 400 bridges.
1: Everything over 20 feet, which is hundreds of them. But that's everything over five feet. We okay. own all the. Anything over 20 feet on a town road, the county has taken over. So we maintain all the bridges on the town roads as well. That's how we end up with that high a number. And like it's a combination between the state inspections and the county inspection. But yes, at least by end, at least every other year, we want every structure inspected.
0: Well, Ed, thanks so much for your time. Last question for you. Do sure. you have any? Winter road safety advice for all of us, I mean, what do people often get wrong that you hear about staying safe on roads in the winter and uh any advice on navigating roads that are icy and snowy effectively?
1: It's always been speed is the biggest issue. There's no question about it. It's you can go fast on snow. you can't stop on snow though as quickly <laughs> that's that's where a lot of the problems come in. People going. Yeah, I can stay in control until something causes them to need to stop, and that does not happen the same on a drive payment. So that's always been our biggest concern. Have patience. Uh, our guys are doing, and not just our guys, the state guys, the town guys, the village guys spend a lot of time and effort at this. They spend a lot of long hours out there you know, and in the middle of the night when you're plowing at two o'clock in the morning or four o'clock in the morning and ongoing throughout the winter, give them some credit and, you know, for what they're doing out there because it is not an easy job.
0: I think this is an opportune moment to double down on Ed's reminder to drive safely and slowly this winter in our region. And get a good pair of snow tires, too. It makes a big difference on those roads. Your all seasons are no match for winter in upstate New York. And at the end of the day, no matter how high the clearance on your vehicle is or how studded your tires are, the moment you hit a patch of ice, you are more than likely, for all intents and purposes, royally screwed. So stay home when you can, make some hot cocoa, and have a toast to the folks that are going out there to plow our roads. Big thanks to Sullivan County Public Works Commissioner Ed McAndrew for taking the time to chat in today's episode. And as always, thank you for listening. I'm Leif Johansson, and this is Close to Home, a production of WJFF Radio Catskill. Also, WJFF's Fall Favorites Fun Drive just came to a close. But hey, if you like what you hear on here or if you have some other programs from WJFF that you enjoy, don't hesitate to head on over to wjffradio.org and pitch in a few bucks. We are proudly listener-supported radio and if you're hearing this right now, that means you. Thank you so much for your support